Hi everyone, episode number 15, and finally we have a guest. He is a very interesting guest from a very interesting organization helping out startups as a fund of funds in the name of PFR Ventures. It is a Polish initiative working with companies at different stages of their development, helping them out with external funding as well as educating the general market about VC money and how it works. It's nothing new that Europeans do things different than the Americans or people from Asia, especially when it comes to business and technology. That's why the experience from other countries brought to Europe by people like my guest should end up helping out multiple companies, multiple startups, trying to break through the noise, trying to really reach global markets and become well-known and respected brands. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know what you think in the comments. I would really, really appreciate some feedback from you guys. Hello and welcome to Venture Poland podcast. My name is Daniel Czachorowski and I'm here to promote Poland as a great country for any business venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers, so we can all learn from them. Enjoy. Michał, thank you very much for uh, coming to my podcast today. Um, it's been a while for me since I have recorded some um, episodes with guests, but um, well, it takes time. It takes time uh, to do a proper uh, research and then to finalize all the discussions with uh, guests. That's why I'm really, uh, really uh, grateful for PFR to give me the opportunity to um, talk to you. Please um, explain to our uh, audience who you are and what is PFR so we can start off with some uh, interesting uh, topics for today. Okay, so thank you very much for having me today and inviting me to, to your podcast. Uh, PFR is uh, nothing else than Polish Development Fund, uh, especially uh, us as a PFR Ventures. Uh, we invest uh, into investment fund because we act as a founder fund. Uh, and in turn, those, uh, those funds invest into portfolio companies in order to help them develop quickly. And we basically, our mission is to build the Polish VC market because it's still in quite early stage of development. And our mission is to enhance the good growth of uh, Polish VC market and private equity market as well. Sure. So uh, in general scheme of things, uh, you act as a management body, uh, which basically is appointed by the government to help out in the private sector mm -hmm. with all stage startups, giving them some maybe mentoring and other help, which is not only the, the money from uh, VCs or from uh, business angels. Is that correct? Uh, well, theoretically, yes. Uh, but practically, it looks a little bit different uh, because indeed we, um, we manage the, the state fund. Uh, but on the, each one's lotus of, uh, of the state fund, we need to engage one's lotus for, from private investors. And we here in PFR Ventures are all market professionals. We are not like uh, clerks or office workers from the government. We are all market professionals when it comes to investments. And we basically try to translate uh, the state legislature and the state 
plans for development of the market to the market standards. And we invest on a pari passu basis. So we participate in equal terms with, uh, with market players. And we try to engage private capital into investments into startups. Okay, that's interesting. Brilliant. So uh, hopefully, as you said, if you guys are not um, just uh, typical office workers, then you do have no, some. No, no, no. <laughs> then you do have some uh, great stories to talk to us about. I'll probably ask about this a bit uh, later in the interview. But for now, please tell me as well what's your role within uh, PFR. Uh, my role in a PFR Ventures is basically to set up a cooperation with. Um, corporate investors, uh, because I'm responsible for the corporate venture capital side. And we basically try to find corporate partners to invest with them on a purposeful basis into investment fund. And those funds uh, need to invest into portfolio companies, into innovative startups, mostly technology-based startups, and fulfill the mission and strategy of the corporate partner. So basically, I'm responsible for corporate venture capital found here in PFR I Ventures. See. Any examples you could uh, share with us off top of your head for that specific role? Do we have in Poland a lot of this kind of institutions or is it really difficult to find them? Well, it is really difficult to find those uh, corporate partners here in Poland because that market basically does not exist. Uh, right now, we have only two CVC founds in Poland. Uh, both of them are made uh, are co-created with um, energy-based companies. It's Toron and uh, PGE. Uh, but we are talking um, heavily with foreign investors. And we have in our pipeline several investments with foreign partners. And we basically want to attract also foreign capital to invest in Poland. Sure. And that comes uh, much more easily than uh, engaging Polish capital. Because those people from uh, from abroad are more accustomed to the concept of corporate venture capital. And we basically want them to be a good example for Polish entrepreneurs and for Polish corporates that they can invest in uh, VC funds and it may be profitable for sure, them. Sure, understood. So we're talking about a very high level uh, investment funds where it's CVC who invest in funds who then invest in uh, startups is that correct yes yes okay exactly. brilliant. let's let's take this uh, one level down now i think <laughs> i think this concept is um when i first read about it on your uh, website i was like this is actually quite interesting but i i never really thought that this kind of institution exists in poland so uh, my concept of um the idea on how venture capital work was obviously uh, wealthy uh, institutions or individuals they would come together and then they would invest their capital directly like uh, maybe via vc fund but that's it. I didn't know that there is something above that. Well, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's hard mission because, uh, like I said, the Polish VC market is in a really, really early stage, and people are not aware of opportunities that that lie um, lie out there. Because, uh, for example, in the United States, when the corporate venture capital is really developed, and as far as I know, over eighty percent of um, venture capital funds are supported by some corporations or financial institutions in Poland and basically in, in Eastern and Western Europe as well. Uh, majority of venture capital uh, market is backed by private capital 
sure. by wealthy individuals. That's why I'm not surprised that you had such associations with that uh, with that project. But in in the United States, majority of venture capital market is backed by corporations and financial institutions. Okay, that's interesting. So, do you reckon that this could be partially the reason why we don't hear that much about successful ventures in Europe? as we hear in America? I think this might be one of the contributing factors, but it's not the only one. I think it's more about the culture of innovation and the freedom of thoughts. Maybe it's, it sounds a bit high level, sure. but what I mean is approach to business, because in the United States, uh, there is a huge competition for funds and as well as, um, as for, uh, for really nice prospective startups. So those startups, even with uh, underdeveloped idea, but the idea that might be disruptive in the market in, I don't know, 15 or 20 years, they already can get enormous amount of support and enormous amount of, uh, of funds. That's why they have at least a chance to develop quickly. And basically they can make an attempt to, uh, to beat the market. In Europe, and especially in Central and Eastern Europe, where the venture capital market and the supply of funds is quite limited, a lot of innovative startups and technology-based startups, even if there's a great technology standing behind it, uh, it still lacks the capital to scale up quickly uh, and even to, to make that attempt to, to beat the market. Sure. So the lack of funding, I think it's more important and the awareness of, of those forms. So, uh, one more time, let's just bring the whole thing uh, down to earth a bit, and especially from a perspective of the company, let's talk about what would be the moment to talk to an investment fund. Is there any particular stage at which startup or a small company should consider doing it? Uh, and yeah, let's, let's just start here. Well, in very short words, uh, I think any moment is good for startups and for entrepreneurs to, to look for investors. It is crucial to remember one thing. The venture capital is based mostly on relations. Relations between investors and entrepreneurs. And it's not about the profitability of the business in the early stage. It's more about the idea, about how the founder is capable of, um, of developing that idea and translating it to, into a profitable, rapidly growing company. Uh, so I think any moment is, is, is good to, to start looking for investors uh, because if you have a great idea, uh, there's no point why you should hesitate to look for investors even if you have close to nothing. That might not be the easiest moment to find a proper long-term investor, uh, but it's not impossible to find, that, to find one even if you are in a pre-seed stage of the company development. Uh, so in, when you basically have nothing more than, than just an idea. Sure. Of course, if you have proven track record, uh, if you've started something, you, you have a team, uh, you gather like first round of founding from your friends, from, from your personal savings, and from pre-seed investor, then it's easier to find someone who will invest bigger amount of money into your business but at each stage, it's possible for you to find an investor. It differs in the scope of relationship. And it differs in the scope of basically involvement of that investor in your, in your business idea. 
and in your uh, business differs, of course, in uh, amount of money invested. Uh, but at each stage, you will find a proper investor. I think whether it's in Poland or whether it's anywhere else in the world, even if you have only idea, you can find an investor. Okay, so, well, I translate this into something along the lines of there is going to be a match at certain stages for startups and companies. So not every investor or not every venture capital fund or other funds, investment funds, are going to be willing to, let's say, support every single stage of development of the company. So some will do something at earlier stages and the other companies are going to wait until the company is actually running and operational. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, a venture capital fund can be divided into many different ways. But one of the way how we divide venture capital funds is division by the stage of the development of portfolio companies they invest in. Because we have pre-seed and seed stage uh, venture capital funds, uh, which invest into, not into company, not into startups, but in the idea and in the team that stands behind the idea. People at this stage matter more than the business concept itself. Of course, business concepts matters a lot, but without the right team standing behind that idea and behind that concept willing and being able to execute that concept, uh, there's basically nothing. Because uh, those pounds at that, those stages can provide a lot of so-called smart money, uh, so guidance and mentoring for those business owners or prospective business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, just to help them develop the right business model and to provide them with uh, with enough financial resources for a start and for like early stages of the development. On the other hand, we have. Um, venture capital funds that invest into companies on the expansion or growth stage. When we have already proven business model, we have some revenue. Maybe some, uh, some of those uh, portfolio companies have reached break-even point, so they're starting to be profitable. But they are looking for huge amount of money to scale up globally quickly. And those funds uh, are more advanced, they can invest bigger tickets into particular portfolio company. And they basically deal with different problems because we have different opportunities and different obstacles and different problems at the seed stage. And we have different problems and obstacles at the growth and expansion stage. And basically the characteristic of those two group of funds differ significantly. And everyone can find the right fund and the right investor for each particular stage of development of the, the startup. Interesting, very interesting. Actually, something just came to my mind. I'm not entirely sure whether you will be able to clarify this or not, but mm-hmm. is it easier to find corresponding capital, let's say, to the stage of the business, or is it more difficult for venture capital to find the correct people behind the idea, behind the concept? You know what I'm saying. It's more about... Um, the people at early stages, as you just mentioned, and I'm I'm really in that camp as well. Mm-hmm. I really think that execution is very important and only people who are at certain level of consciousness, they can handle, you know, the stress and they can handle all the hard work at the very beginning. When you want to set up a company, especially startups and something technology-based that has a potential to beat the market and to, to bring some 
uh, disruptive technology to the market, you need basically three things. You need the idea itself, you need the capital to found that idea, and you need people who basically are able to execute that idea. Um, so I think it's equally hard to find three of those parts together. And I don't think that there is a part that might be harder to accomplish than, than another part um, in this case. But I think all that matters is the stage of the development of the market. Uh, because for example, I'll use again this, this comparison to the uh, United States. There's a lot of capital, not only uh, domestic, but usually investors from, from Asia, from, from South Korea, from, from Japan, from China. Uh, they invest a lot of capital into startups uh, in the Silicon Valley. And when you want to set up a startup over there, I can say that it might be easier to find enough capital for your startup and for your idea than anywhere else in the world. Uh, but then over there will be harder to find a proper team to, to execute the idea uh, because there's a huge competition for specialists because there's a lot of startups over there and a lot of uh, huge corporations also looking for the same, uh, targeting the same people. Uh, but for example, in Europe, uh, you have a lot of young, uh, ambitious and well-educated people that are able to execute brilliant business ideas, but there's not enough capital here. So I think it all depends on a particular like okay. geographical surrounding and uh, the environmental surrounding. Yeah. Well, so basically both sides, they need to try and they need to try harder and they need to rinse and yes, repeat. precisely. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so um, what are the key criteria for, for a VC fund to be interested in a startup? Are there any criteria that uh, you could name? Okay, so first of all, we have to remember why VC funds invest in startups in the first place. Their ultimate goal of every single investment is to maximize return of investment. They will invest in a particular company with the sole idea of exiting it after some period of time. And they want to exit that investment with the biggest profit possible. So in order to do that, they need to find a company possessing two key features. The first one is a unique technology uh, with market disruptive potential and the global rollout potential. And of course, the holy grail of every VC investor is to find the next unicorn, uh, which is a company reaching 1 billion US dollars capitalization in approximately three to four year horizon. But well, these goals, uh, although quite hazy, have a direct implication on which uh, companies uh, VC found are interested in. Mm, and basically those two aspects can be divided into two groups that we basically used to talk about previously. So the technology mm. and the second one is a business plan and people standing behind that plan. So yeah, the technology, uh, the more unique, the more disruptive, the more protected and hard to replicate, the better. Um, because if you have a technology that allows you to produce something, for example, produce something more effectively and more efficiently than your market competitors, then you can beat the existing market, you can capture the market share quickly, and you can break even realistically, uh, relatively fast. And that's what creates the value of the, the, the company, of the technology-based startups. 
so basically the potential to capture the market quickly and to use that technology globally and scale up quickly. Because for example, if you open a restaurant or chain of restaurants, it is very capital intensive investments and it's really hard to scale it quickly with low initial investment. Uh, but for example, if you have a technology-based startups uh, and majority of things you can do remotely using only servers and with investments in infrastructure, uh, basic infrastructure, you can scale up quickly and more efficiently than, than traditional business models. Uh, so that's why the technology is standing behind hard to replicate technology protected by the, uh, by the law. It's really, really important factor here. And the second, as I said before, it's people standing behind that technology and the team that's, that is able to, to execute the, the proper business plan. So those are two, two major factors that, uh, that, that VC funds uh, analyze while, while searching for the right startup to invest in. Sure, okay. Obviously, we relate to VC money and associate it with uh, technology. And I understand that. I understand the fact that if it's a proprietary technology and if it's protected by some kind of patent, then it's very valuable if it proves that it works, obviously. So, but what about other companies, other sectors? You've mentioned restaurants. Okay, maybe restaurants are not a very great example, but other businesses where other growth models are uh, possible, maybe a franchise model or something else. Is it still in the scope of interest for um, uh, VC funding or uh, do we have to do we have to really follow innovation as in technical innovation? Well, it's uh, it's a really interesting question because, well, the venture capital uh, and venture capital investors is mostly focused on like growing the company fast, making a global rollout and then selling that company either uh, to strategic investor or by making the IPO. But they want to, I mean, VC funds, they want to exit the company as fast as possible with the biggest profit possible. Uh, so they will be focused on, on scaling up quickly and building a value of the company quickly. And those two features can be um, can be achieved uh, in the quickest possible way by investment into technology. Because as I said, technology is usually global. There is a new innovative technology that's, that probably is a, uh, has a potential to, to become global. Uh, but uh, when it comes to other market segments, uh, for example, health tech, fintech, it's all related to technology. That is why uh, these funds usually invest in the technology-based uh, based startups and, and companies. Uh, but on the other hand, if you have something else, if you run a company or run a startup that is not technology-based, uh, you can also find a VC investor but it might be a little bit harder because you have to just match your interest with the aims of the investor. So there's a lot of VC funds that invest in other fields and technology, but it's just a matter of finding them and meeting their criteria. Sure. VC founding, it's not limited to technology, but it's majority of that 
market is focused on technology because of those two features I mentioned before. I see. Is there anything else you would suggest for a company? Let's assume that the product is there, but they struggle with global expansion, for example. So they would like to carry on with their product or with their services and move it globally or move it to another country. Well, it it really depends on the situation, obviously, but uh, let's assume that it's a physical product. Mm -hmm. Is it something that venture capital is to help out with? Is it, are the funds also keen to help with the operational side of things, like, for example, sales and global expansion? Yes, of course. Like one of the uh, main purpose of uh, letting the venture capital investor into your company is they can provide you with smart money. So smart money is everything else besides money because majority of venture capital funds partners are seasoned investors that are present in the market for like 20 years. They have international connections with C-level executives of of several companies and international corporations, and they can help you. They can help business owners and and entrepreneurs and, and startup owners to build the international network chain. They can run, for example, proof of concept in a particular company. Uh, and that's especially uh, visible in a CVC formula because the company that is backed by a VC fund that has corporate investor usually have a chance to try out the technology that the startup is working on inside of that huge uh, corporate partner. For example, you have a new application or new, basically new program that can help improve efficiency of production line. You don't have to look out for an external partner to run a proof of concept, but you can basically just delegate it to to the corporate partner and the corporate investor of the VC fund. Sure. And they can do it for really quickly. And you can have a proof of concept done in, for example, three or four months, uh, not in a couple of years. And well, that's one of the example of providing smart money, but it's also, it's not limited to, to, to network chain. They can also provide you with some uh, management mentoring because those people usually are uh, ex-angel investors. They are ex uh, business owners as well. There are key executives from, from international corporations and they have extensive management experience and they can help young entrepreneurs with management mentoring. And they can teach you how to be a proper manager, how to run your own business because majority of, um, of startup owners, at least here in Poland, maybe not only here in Poland, but basically everywhere else in the world, those people are great when it comes to technology they are brilliant when it comes to IT and data analysis and managing the process of and the technical development of the company. But they tend to forget about the human capital side and the, those everyday problems of the big corporations. Because running a company that employs, for example, 100 or 200 people, so the company that, uh, that is scaling up and is going global, the managing of that company is completely different from managing startup sure. in the early or a seed stage uh, when startups employs, for example, five or six people. Corporate structure is really, really different. And those people, uh, those venture capitalist investors can help you deal with those problems. 
And when it comes to legal support, when it comes to accounting support or financial, dealing with corporate finance itself, uh, they provide a lot of support in form of smart money to, to do startups. Uh, it's, it's really important to, to remember that. But what I want to say as a key guidance to, uh, to startup owners and, and entrepreneurs, don't be afraid of venture capital investors <laughs> because uh, I've encountered a lot of cases when basically the owners had, for example, 90% of the company uh, or 100% of the company and they didn't want anyone else to get a share of their like property. Sure. Uh, but without external funding, there is a threat of being overpowered by other similar companies, other similar startups who are backed up by huge monies coming from uh, VC funds or from uh, angel investors. Nowadays, the technology is is global. Yeah. Like every single startup, they can easily replicate the technology because there are a lot of people uh, really skilled out there, not only in Poland, but for example, in the United States that can replicate every technology really quickly. And with support from venture capital funds, they can scale up globally really quickly as well. And they can capture the market niche, but they wanted to do it organically without any external support. Uh, but they basically were too slow uh, to achieve that. On the one hand, uh, it looks good and it feels good if you have, for example, 100% of your company or 90% uh, of your company and you're going global, that's great. But there might be really similar company that was backed up by uh, by VC found that scale up more quickly than, than, than your company. And you basically end up having 100% of a company that's worth 2 million slotties, but not 50% of the company or 30% of the company that's worth $1 billion. So that's uh, that's the difference. And that's what I'm talking about. And I think that's, that's quite obvious. So don't be afraid of, of venture capital investors, especially those uh, who have proven track record of helping startups succeed. And... Uh, Basically, if you get to know these people, uh, you can test them, you can verify because you sure. do the same due diligence process and you choose the investor in the same way that investor chooses you. Uh, so you have always a chance to, to verify those people, uh, try to get some uh, knowledge from the market about those, uh, those people in charge of those VC funds, mm -hmm. but don't be afraid of them and try to consider the chance of letting venture capital to scale up quickly and to, to capture the global market. I think for some of the owners and me being also an owner, I really like to feel that I'm building something. So I tend to think that should I do it on my own or maybe appoint someone or ask for help of my friends or something. So I really think that it's a very interesting point to discuss on much larger scale. It is a relationship building activity. But... Biggest technology-based companies like Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Twitter, Amazon as well, they were all backed by venture capital funds. Uh, same as Uber and same as Alibaba. Uh, there is nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> so because those companies received at the proper stage of development, the proper amount of funding from venture capital funds, I think that's one of the key reasons why they are now where they are. <laughs> I think I know what's going to be the name of this uh, episode. It's going to be 
don't be afraid of VC. <laughs> well, that, I think that's a, that's a good idea, especially in the Polish market. Yeah, interesting, interesting, especially considering the fact that I had a very interesting discussion with my friend who declined the proposal for external funding because of some some relationship related reasons so it's a very very interesting example you represent pfr i i don't remember what was the name of the company he dealt with but uh, it's all about people it seems like it is all about people uh, as i can say from my from my experience my personal experience from from doing a research program in uh, vc in, in japan and and the silicon valley my like let's say mentor uh, who's also a partner of VC Found in, in Silicon Valley, he used to say that the most important part of venture capital is the alignment of narratives between investors and their portfolio company and the 80% uh, of the evaluation of the potential startup is about people. Only 20% is about technology, about business plan, but 80% is about people and about relationships. That's how it works in the States. That's interesting. So that's... That's another thing we have to fortify here in uh, Europe, not to be afraid of VC and not to be afraid to discuss and to break through some stereotypes or fears. Okay, interesting. So a um, couple of last questions. Uh, one thing I'm interested in is also what is the typical profile of a venture or angel investor? And maybe let's stick to the European market so we can see uh, as well, like a comparison to what you have seen, mm -hmm. for example, in Japan or in uh, in the US? Well, uh, Indian successful entrepreneurs tend to be super busy and no matter what they do and which market segment they are involved in. And um, to be honest, besides that fact and uh, the fact that they have some considerable amount of money to spend on, on uh, VC investments, I think this is the end of the things that they have in common uh, because uh, they can come from completely different market segments. Uh, the source of money can be completely different and can be like, they can be successful entrepreneurs that build up the company really quickly and they sold it to venture capital fund or private equity fund or they uh, declared an IPO and they have now more free time to to, to invest in, in other startups in, in other business ideas. Uh, we have uh, several uh, cases in Poland uh, where people invest inherited money to several different uh, different businesses well they can also be a uh, um, high level executives of international corporations that is also a considerable amount of of, uh, of investors comes from from this side but model in which they invest is different each time like every single person has a different uh, style of investment and they can do it um, directly and they can be like a angel investors in a particular company and particular startup, they can invest their own money uh, and they usually have a, a hands-on approach and they basically help that startup on an everyday basis with everything they can contribute to. They, they try to be involved in a, a daily life of a startup. But those who have a bit less uh, of a time uh, to spend on, on these investments they usually invest and participate in uh, venture capital funds as a limited partner, so as investors, and they let uh, fund managers to do those investments for them. There's usually a couple venture capitalists or uh, limited partners contributing, for example, a couple million dollars or a couple million euros uh, in an investment fund. 
And then there are fund managers hire trained professionals to make those investments on behalf of those uh, those wealthy individuals. And basically, those uh, those fund managers take the role of of leading the the whole fund. And there's also a third way. Uh, so it's uh, opening a family office. Uh, it's really popular model in the in the states, in Poland, and in Europe. It's it's not yet uh, so so popular because it requires a lot of uh, wealth uh, under management. Because uh, it's it works similarly to private fund, private investment fund, because single family or a single wealthy individual just hire a group of professionals who manage their wealth, and they're totally committed 100% to managing the wealth of that particular family or that particular person. Uh, we don't have so many billionaires here in Poland. Uh, that's why this uh, this model is not so, so popular here. But in the United States or even in Western Europe, it's it's quite quite popular for a family to have a family office. Sure, sure. So, yeah, the, as many investors, as many people, as many uh, ways of, of investment into venture capital. So everyone can find the proper investor for themselves. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. As long as they can sell their business, I mean, sell in a marketing way, not in a, in a physical way. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. So as a summary, as you said, we should not be worried to talk to venture capitalists. We should not be worried to share the ideas and also take them for a startup or business ride. Um, any final words of wisdom for the audience before we uh, shut down this episode for today? Well, basically, it's all about education <laughs> when it comes to venture capital market. Because uh, every time you let the investor, venture capital investor into your company or you want to invest in other startups as a venture capitalist, it's worth to build a proper knowledge about how it works um, because the market is, uh, as I said at the beginning, Polish market, Polish VC market is a really on a really early stage. And there is not so many seasoned professionals that can do well in that industry. Uh, so it's really uh, worth to make a proper judgment, personal judgment and educated judgment on either startup or either investors. So don't be afraid of uh, looking for information about the investors, about your business partners, and don't be afraid of, uh, of opening yourself for, for new opportunities from, from abroad even. Uh, but from outside of your own company, outside of your friends group, because even if you are not familiar to something, it doesn't mean that uh, you cannot benefit from it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've got two more questions, if you don't mind. Something just came yeah, to my sure. mind, and I have one bonus question as a final, uh, final one. Um, as PFR, let's say on your level, PFR Ventures, what is currently mm -hmm. something that you struggle the most? And I'm thinking of whether it's um, maybe something on operational level, but in general scheme of things, is it um, maybe people, regulations, or uh, lack of uh, VC funding or lack of uh, great entrepreneurs who could be the CEOs and, and C-level executives for the projects that you invest in. What would be something you consider as difficult for you guys now? Well, it's hard to say that we have one particular uh, difficulty right now because, um, as I already said, the PFR Ventures is the institution, I would say, one of a kind in this uh, geographical region. 
because we work in a really similar way to European Investment Fund uh, or uh, EBRD, European Bank of Research and Development. Uh, so what we struggle with right now is with building a consciousness in the Polish VC market about what we do sure. and about what venture capital is about. Because um, the wrong perception uh, of the venture capital here in Poland uh, is still quite strong. Majority of people, like business owners, are also uh, also investors, think that it's about someone else from abroad or someone else from the investment fund comes to you just to buy your company, okay. buy your idea, and leave you with nothing. It's not like that. Uh, that's that's the the, the most uh, difficult thing to do right now is to build the consciousness what the venture capital market is about, how it works, uh, what are the best practices from abroad, from United States, from Asia, from Western Europe. Uh, basically, that's that's the hardest challenge for us is to, to educate the uh, Polish people in the Polish financial market and capital market, how it should really work in a global scale when you want to be as attractive as, for example, Western Europe when it comes to, to attracting foreign investors and to accelerate the foreign investments in Poland, we need to not only regulatory, but also mentally be prepared mm. to cooperate with those people, with foreign investors, while utilizing the market standards, international market standards. Because something that was a market standard here in Poland, it's not necessarily convincing to foreign investor. And that's why the regulatory environment and as well as, as mental <laughs> mental environment of, of uh, market players, it's also really, really important. And that's what we struggle with the most right now. So it's great that people like yourself who spent some time abroad and who did some great projects in global environment, they're coming to the country to deal with the local problems. And uh, yeah, I would like to say thank you on behalf of friends <laughs> from the tech scene, let's say here in Poland, but also as a you know citizen. I came back on my own as well, and I'm trying to to push uh, forward certain topics. And yeah, I think I think uh, it's it's getting better and better. Someone has to do that. Yeah, someone has to do that. All right, one last thing. Please name a person who did something great for you, and you still didn't uh, say thank you so you can say thank you now on the show and uh, we will probably name the person <laughs> later on in, in some linkedin content or something uh okay so well i think i would say i would like to say thank you for my professor from uh, waseda university in japan professor phil wickham he got me interested in the venture capital market and that's why i'm here today <laughs> partially brilliant so if i find him on linkedin now <laughs> Uh, make sure he gets the notification. Um, Great. Thank you very much, uh, Michal. It was a pleasure uh, talking to you. I'm sure that somehow, maybe in the future, we will cooperate. I don't know if I'm going to ask for some uh, VC money, then I'll come to you <laughs> or not. <laughs> but for sure, I'm going to promote PFR in a way that um, uh, we spoke about it uh, today. I wish you all the best and uh, thanks. Thank you very much. My pleasure. All right. So, how did you like it? I know it was a bit of a generic one. We didn't really dig into many details here, but I'm sure that 
not only PFR Ventures but also other VC funds and angel investor clubs are going to be present in my podcast. I would like you to let me know what you think about this direction, whether I should continue pursuing to understand uh, what they do for uh, the economy, what they do for startups and how they work. Me personally, I'm very interested in that topic as it is directly connected with technology world. So I guess it is very important to touch on it uh, from time to time. Please let me know how did you like it so far and what do you think about the podcast in general.